You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Mark Willard, and this is Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile, an official San Francisco Giants podcast. In season one, we looked back at some of the most iconic moments in franchise history, Now, it's time to focus on the present and future. We'll cover memorable wins and the off-field moments, interests, and personalities of the 2021 Giants team and staff. Join us for season two of Inside Giant Moments, now. Coming into the 2021 season, the Giants' bullpen was considered a big question mark. Now, they hold the best bullpen ERA in all of baseball, thanks to some under-the-radar acquisitions that are paying huge dividends. We spoke to two of those bullpen arms to hear about how they've hit their stride this year and what is setting this Giants team apart. First up, Dominic Leone. Safe to say, I think, that this has been your best year in the bigs. Would you agree with that? Um, I think statistically wise, you can, you can make a case for that. Um, you know, like you said at the beginning, it's definitely been an interesting year, um, you know, starting down, uh, you know, in, in AAA and then working my way back up here, um, and just kind of, you know, uh, taking the ball each and every day and, and seeing what comes with it. But, uh, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of fun. This is a great team, great organization to be with. And, uh, I'm really just trying to, you know, put, put one foot in front of the other every day. Yeah, once you got up here, it, it's been really good. What what would you say has been the the key to success for you? Um, you know, taking a pitch to pitch, uh, outing to outing. Um, you know, really not uh, stressing too much over, um, you, you know, the overall situation. Not not worrying about, um, you know, really role or uh, you know, kind of what's ahead of you. Just just really focusing on the things that I can control, which is. Um, you know, just throwing the baseball the best way I can. You are, I would say, one of the poster players for what it seems like the Giants do. And I'm sure you guys have noticed the world's trying to figure this this equation out. They kind of find guys who they know have some upside and plenty of ability, but maybe are coming off of an imperfect year or an injury. And, and they're getting production out of so many of you guys. What what is the process in your mind of, of coming to the Giants and, and then what they told you and what you all found together? Um, you know, I think my, my journey here um, was, a, was an interesting one. I mean, I felt really good with, um, you know, the, the veteran presence on the roster. I mean, it's tough to turn down a chance to play with guys like Posey and Crawford and Belt uh, and Longo, and, and, you know, I can keep going on and on. Um, you know, that was definitely intriguing for me. And then also, um, you know, the, the pitching side of things, the staff here is, uh, they've been incredible um, from Andrew Bailey, all of the, you know, down to Brian Bannister and, um, you know, even the bullpen guys, uh, Craig Albernaz and, and all those guys down there. They do such a good job of keeping us prepared and keeping us ready. And, um, you know, when I was looking at a place for, for myself to land, you know, this is my, I, I've honestly lost track of how many teams I've been with in the, last, in the last eight, nine years. So for me, I said, man, you know, all these things sound really nice and comforting and it uh, sounds like a good fit. And so I just kind of took that leap of faith and um, it's, it's been a positive result ever since. 
And then what was their pitch to you? What, what, what did they see in you when they called? You know, what's, what's nice is, you know, they, they looked at uh, a lot of film on me and, and watched uh, things in the past and said, look, there's, there's not much we need to change here. You know, I mean, if anything, uh, maybe a few tiny mechanical cues and, um, and really, you know, we just got to get you back kind of on your high horse, uh, you know, getting you feel good, getting you to feel good again on the mound. Um, and, and to me, you know, that was kind of something I was feeling, um, you know, just coming off of my 2020 season where it was so weird and awkward and, you know, the, everyone was thrown for a loop. So I was really looking for a, a spot to land where um, you could almost kind of use the, the, the term, keep it simple, stupid, uh, and just go out and pitch. And, and that's kind of, you know, that, that's as simple as their, uh, their pitch to me was. Uh, a bullpen, I feel like, uh, just in talking to people through the years, can be kind of like its own fraternity w- within the team. You guys have had a lot of names moving in and out all year, seemingly sometimes nightly. Uh, how's the chemistry with the group, and how does all the, the moving around affect it? You know, the, the chemistry's great. We, we have a bunch of good guys, um, top to bottom. And like you said, with, with how many moving pieces there are, especially in today's game, um, I feel like a lot of the guys, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that, that's that's the part of the business that uh, we can't control. But, um, you know, like you kind of mentioned earlier with the fraternity mindset, um, if you still, you know, if you buy into that and you believe in that, you know you're going to come back up and make an impact at some point. Uh, you know, perfect case and example is, is a guy like Zach Littell who um, started the season up here uh, really hot, was pitching great. Um was up for a couple months and then had to go back down because, you know, he had the, uh, you know, the options to do so. And then boom, he comes right back up and he's, and he's pitching in big roles for us again. So um, the chemistry is great. We have a great time down there. Um, We just, you know, we're a, we're a cast of misfits out there and we just, we (laughs) like having fun and shutting games down. Uh, do do you sort of own that when you're down there? Like I know you're you're often I know your role, especially lately, could be anywhere. But you're often a seventh inning type guy. What what, do, what are you all doing for the first six innings? Oh, you know, there's no telling. Um, you know, we just we like to just hang out, talk. You know, hey, did you go grab a nice dinner with your family? Blah 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 blah. You know, we just we kind of just uh, you know BS for the first uh, maybe two or three and. Um, and then, you know, once the fourth inning comes around, it's when we start to kind of lock things in and, um, you know, you take, take aware, you know, take awareness of the situation, who's up, who's coming up, where the, where our pitcher spot is. That's the one thing in the national league that, you know, I, am still, I finally gotten used to is, is knowing, okay, now we gotta, we gotta worry about where they're going to pinch hit for us. Uh, um, <laughs> but, but really really it's just it's low-key it's it's all relaxed it's just it's a lot of a lot of good vibes down there most athletes i talk to are very routine based but uh, you have no idea when you're going to pitch on a night in and night out basis or even if you're going to pitch yet you have to be sharp and ready so take me inside the mind of a reliever and how you deal with that man everyone's different um you know everyone everyone uh prepares uh you know in their own way but for me personally i i just think again you know i can i can kind of tune out the first you know two innings sometimes three innings uh, on a normal day (laughs) 
you know, on, on days like uh, the other day against the Dodgers when they, they hit me with the start, um, you know, I had to lock in a little bit earlier. But, but typically, you know, you know the lineup you're going to face. You, you know the environment you're going to be in. Um, you, you know, you really just have to adjust and adapt to every uh, inning that goes by and, and be ready for, you know, be ready for your moment. You know, I think um, the beauty of how Cap and, and Bales and those guys have managed this bullpen uh, this year is that we have so many guys that can do so many versatile things. And so you're never surprised by when the phone rings. Uh, let's go to that Labor Day weekend game against the Dodgers. How did the conversation go when you found out you were going to be the, the opener on Sunday? Um, it was pretty simple. Uh, you know, Captain Bales <laughs> called me in and they said, hey, look, uh, we, we feel like you're a, a great um, uh, candidate to open our you know, open this game, take some momentum and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, work a, work a quick inning, get us in the dugout so we can get to hit. And, and I said, Sure. <laughs> okay. Like, let's, let's go ahead. Let's do it. You know, like you know, that's, that's the beauty. Again, the, the versatility of, of, you know, not just myself, but, uh, you know, all the guys down there, any one of us would have taken the ball. And, um, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to play uh, in the big leagues for a, a nice handful of years now, and I've done just about everything. So, um, you know, the, not, nothing comes to a surprise for me. And I just said, yeah, let's, let's do it. I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, but had you done that before? Had you been an opener before? No, that was actually my first uh, my first big league start and and my second career uh, professional baseball start. Okay, and yeah. so what'd you think? <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's fun. I mean, again, it I don't treat it any differently than than you know I would have the ninth inning. You know, to me, being a being a reliever is really all about you know, you're closing every inning, you know, it doesn't matter if you pitch the fourth or the, the ninth, you know, your job is to close that inning as fast as possible so you can get your offense back in the dugout. Um, and so for me, that was all I thought about. I, I channeled a little bit of my, uh, uh, a little bit of my Pedro Martinez in me and, and, and brought the start out there. It felt pretty good. I just wanted to, uh, to really set the tone be aggressive and, and uh, you know, Sometimes those bullpen days can can wear on not only us but the offense. They know there's going to be a lot of downtime, a lot of pitching changes. So I just kind of wanted to set the tone and, and let them know, hey, let's go. We're we're being aggressive today. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go right at them. Not just a different role though, but let's be honest. There's a lot going into that specific game. The atmosphere, a first place tie. You also know you're getting Trey Turner, Max Muncy, and Mookie Betts. Like I mean, these are yeah. high high level hitters. So I mean. How how did that sort of resonate with all of you, knowing everything that went into this? Well, that's that's kind of you know that's why we all play the game, right? For those big moments like that, you always want to uh, you know be in a, a game like that. And um, again, the, yeah, there, there's a lot looming. The, you know, the division, and you know, it's your division rival, and you know, they are a stacked lineup, one through you know thirteen. Right. Um, <laughs> right. But but you know, like the thing is. It's baseball, and and that's the beauty of this game is, um, you know, anything can happen on any given night, and as long as you go out there and you give 110%, you know, you just you let it ride, and you just you see what happens. Uh, how would you describe the atmosphere uh, of the series? Uh, it was great. It was great. I mean, it was uh, it, it was intense. There was a lot of uh, 
a lot of hype coming into the series, and I, I thought it lived up to the hype. I thought we got three uh, pretty darn good games, um, and I felt like the fans were there. I mean, it was an electric atmosphere. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that you would expect that in September. I mean, th- there's no there's no reason why we shouldn't have great baseball like that all year round, but but especially in the last month of the season, uh, coming down to the wire, you know, with your division rival. Um, that was that was probably one of the coolest series uh, I've had in, in recent memory. Um, all right, I want to get to know some of the, the, the other aspects of you. I, I hear you have a cool dog. You, you want to introduce us? I, I, have a, I have a very cool dog. Uh, yeah, I have a uh, miniature Bernie Doodle. Uh, yeah, go figure. I, I don't know. They they come up with all these different mixes and breeds now, but um, yeah, we have a we have a miniature Bernie Doodle at home. Her name is Lexi. She is uh, something that I was never used to. I never had a dog growing up, but man, uh, what a what a piece of work she is! Great dog, great dog. It really prepared me for uh, for all other aspects of life. That's for sure. Uh, how old is she? She's uh, she'll be three uh, coming this October. So okay, and 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 still, what is this? Still thing? has some puppy traits. Yeah, and and what did she prepare you for? What like what are the? Does this go to parenting? Does it go to baseball? What did, what did she help you with? <laughs> definitely helps with the patience. Yes. Uh, definitely definitely helps with uh, yeah. I mean honestly, it helped coming into parenting. We had, my wife and I actually just had a uh, we had a baby boy, seven months old. Uh, his name's Joseph, um, and I feel like having the dog first, <laughs> oddly enough, prepares you to, hey, I need to take care of something other than myself. Um, right. And, right. and, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, the, biggest thing, the biggest thing between the dog and, and my son is uh, they, they definitely they humble you and they teach you some patience for sure. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Now, does does the dog does Lexi come when you call her? Oh yeah, she okay. does. She, she okay. knows. She's she's kind of a she's kind of a daddy's girl. Um, you know, she likes to she likes to always nuzzle up near me. Uh, so so I got no problem with the uh, with getting her over here. Well, I just want to let you know, for, take it from someone who has a few kids uh, a bit older than than Joseph. Uh, he won't always listen as well as Lexi. I just want you to know oh, that. No chance. If, no, if he's okay. anything like me, <laughs> if he's anything like me, we got, I got problems. Right. I got issues. Right. <laughs> um, I, and then, uh, I, and I've noticed this myself, I hear the, uh, the shoe game is, is strong in you. So let, yeah. let, let's, what goes into what you're putting on your feet out there in, in the game? Well, well, you know, it's, it's tough to be intimidating or look cool when you're a five ten Italian guy, uh, you know. So, I I grew up a big basketball fan. Um, I I grew up in the age of Jordan. You know that those uh, early and mid '90s teams. Um, even though I was a Connecticut kid, you know, and the Celtics, you know, had their run, I I always gravitated towards watching the Bulls. I mean, he's just. It was one of those, uh, you know, icons that that a lot of kids in my age, um, you know, that they, they would all they would all agree with me. But anyway, so I got into uh, I got into sneakers at a young age. I started buying Jordans, and um, you know, there's a great company out of New York, uh, Custom Cleats, that that actually puts spikes on the bottom of uh, you know real shoes. 
And I did it probably for the first time five or six years ago, not with a pair of Jordans, but with a different pair of shoes. And I was like, man, you know, these are actually sturdy. They're comfortable. They, they work. Like, that's the first thing I need to make sure that I can still perform my job. Let's, right. You know, let's make sure, like, you know, that's, that's product number one. Um, but, you know, I, I started to get into it, and, and I said, you know, man, I, this year I, I kind of dove all in. I, I did some shoes last year. I really liked it, and I said, heck, screw it. I'll, I'll go all in. I, I bought a bunch of Jordans, you know. Oh, oh boo-hoo, gives me an excuse to buy a bunch of really cool shoes. Um, you know, and so I, I spiked them all up, and, and I just wanted to bring a little swag to the middle relief game, so. Uh, very impressive. And by the way, five ten Italian guys, like uh, you're, you're not alone. I mean, Di Sclafani, La Stella. I mean, you guys, the, the, the influence is, is strong on this team. Oh, yeah. No, no. We, we, yeah, don't worry. We, we've got a bunch of good guys. We've got a bunch of good guys in that clubhouse. I'm certainly not alone. <laughs> have, uh, have there been some good Italian meals together? Uh, of course, anytime we go to New York, there's always, uh, you know, there's always some good Italian food that shows up in the clubhouse, but, yep. um, I, I think we're, we'll save our, uh, we'll save our dinner of the seven fishes, uh, until after the world series. Sounds good. Sounds good. And by the way, you know, you're, you're talking here now about a, um, uh, seven month old son and congratulations on that, by the way. And, and you. your dog, I mean, I wonder what home life is like with all of the geographical changes you've experienced over the last seven years? Uh, It's tough. Um, You know, one of the things I, I decided on very early in my career was that I would never buy a house in a spot where I was playing. And that ends up being a pretty good idea by myself. Um, You know, Uh, so, so I have my home base. I'm, I'm in South Carolina and, um, you know, I was blessed and lucky enough to meet a girl who is an absolute rock star. My wife is uh, a traveling, she could be our traveling secretary with how much she's in and out of the airport and, you know, traveling with the dog and the baby and the, you know, the luggage and the this and the that. And, uh, you know, she has been an absolute rock. Um, it makes life a lot easier. Um, and then, you know, what, once the off season comes, we, we kind of get to just decompress uh, out in the middle of nowhere in South Carolina and just and relax, uh, get back to the basics. Do, do you enjoy the variety or, or would you rather, would you rather find a spot and, and stay long-term? Well, um, you know, I, I liked uh, every spot I've been, every spot I've been has, its it has its pros. Um, it's, it's allowed me to see, you know, every stadium and, you know, in the big leagues, it's allowed me to play with a, a boatload of guys um, that I still keep in contact with just about from every team. Um, so in that aspect, uh, I, I don't regret it one bit. Um, from a stability standpoint, uh, yeah, I would love, <laughs> I'd love to, you know, be able to call home for more than two years uh, or more than a year that that would be nice. Um, and especially, uh, with this group here in, in San Francisco, uh, you know, I think if uh, the, the cast of characters that we have, uh, it, it seems like is going to be uh, by and large back next year. Um, I certainly wouldn't mind being a part of that. Yeah. How does this team uh, for you and your experience compare to some of the other experiences you've had already? Um, 
you know, the, again, I, I can find similarities in, in a lot of places. I mean, I, I was uh, I was in St. Louis for a couple of years where there was a lot of veteran presence, um, a lot of really good, uh, you know, a really good catcher, a couple of really good pitchers yeah. uh, over there. And um, you have that here in, in San Francisco. I mean, I, I relate our bullpen to uh, my rookie year bullpen uh, in Seattle. We, we had a bunch of just uh, – you know, honestly, kind of a grab bag of, of guys down there, as you would call it. And but we all had fun, and we were laid back and and loose, and um, you know, it was kind of that same versatile mentality where anybody could do any job. Um, you know, really, it, I mean, I could go on for days. I think with comparisons, and it's just it's just because this league is, uh, you know, it's a smaller world than you think. Um, but it, I, I will say this: this Giants roster, there, there is one one big thing that I noticed and that was day one when I got there it's just they know how to win they know how to win they know how to get it done and and it's like uh you know it's that act like you've been there mentality which is great because uh you never get too high you never get too low you always know that you know tomorrow brings another opportunity to win a game and that's that's something very desirable I think for everybody a lot of players on the team have raved about the clubhouse setting, the vibe, the the time that you all have together. What's your experience? What makes it special? You know, uh, there, there's no there's no clicks. <laughs> you know, there's no there's no uh, you know mean girls group. You know, okay. everybody everybody <laughs> is socializing. You know, everybody is is sitting around and, and, you know, you could have a, we have our little bullpen corner that we sit in after games that we just, you know, sit down there and we continue our BS from, from <laughs> earlier on in the day. And, you know, there's, there's that, the outfield corner and they can, you know, they come over and they mix in and, you know, everybody's just sitting around chatting, having a good time. There's, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, I've been on some teams where, you know, you, you lose, and it's like everybody's out in, in 10 minutes. You know, there's nobody that sticks around. Here, everybody's sticking around. We're eating dinner together. You know, we're just kind of, like I said, BSing, watching, you know, whatever's on TV, you know, watching football and watching all this stuff now. It's it, it's just it, it's a real family atmosphere. You know, guys like to be at the ballpark, and they like to be together. And, um, you know, again, I, I got to imagine uh, – that's a really big key to, to teams that have a lot of success. You know, you referenced uh, pitching to Yachty uh, in, in St. Louis now here with, uh, with Posey and Casale, two high-level veteran catchers. What, what's that experience been like for you? Um, you know, it, it's, it's been a great honor for me in my career to, to pitch to those guys. Um, you know, Buster and Yachty are, you know, in my opinion, you know, one one a i wouldn't even put a one a on them they're both number one in my opinion they'll, they'll go into the hall uh with ease um you know it's it's so interesting to just be you know a fly in the wall um you know and listen to those those guys you know how they process hitters how they process at bats um you know how they work through games um and you know it, again not even just i'm not i don't want to sell kurt short uh you know i, I know right. kurt as well and and, and Kurt does a fantastic job, uh, you know, being being that guy that, boom, he can step in and you don't miss a beat uh, behind Buster. Um, you know, he's another just insanely bright guy, knows what he's doing, uh, really can catch the ball 
and you know you, you just feel so much confidence on the mound when when you have guys like that behind the dish it makes your job a whole lot easier okay i'm, I'm gonna ask this i know guys don't like to do this but in, in looking at the numbers it seems rather obvious to everybody that you guys at a worst case scenario <laughs> you, you guys are going to be in a, a wild card situation this year assuming you make the postseason and I was looking this up. Have you had a, a postseason appearance before in your career? Uh, for as many teams as I've been with, uh, no, I have, I have not. This okay. would be my first. This would be my first go. I was um, I was on the taxi squad last year in Cleveland when they uh, they had their series against New York, and I uh, I was unfortunately not invited uh, to the the playoff roster with the Cardinals the year prior. So I've been close, but I have not been uh, actually in a game. Okay, so have you visualized this at next month potentially, and what does it look like? Well, you know, for me, again, I I don't treat the games differently. Uh, of course it will be. Of course it'll be hyped up. I, I get it. But, um, you know, honestly, that's kind of what makes that, that last series against the Dodgers uh, pretty, pretty important for me is, you know, that's high-stakes baseball, um, and that's, that's what you're going to get every day. Um, and uh, to me, it, it, I don't think it'll, it'll change. You know, you're still going to have the same, uh, the same three, three decks in the, in the stadium. You're still going to have capacity crowds. You're still going to have music and people screaming at you. And, you know, it, it, it's all the same. It's all baseball. When it comes down to it, you know, my job and my focus is the 60 feet, six inches in front of me. And no matter who's in that box, you know, it, it's time to go to war. Uh, and, and speaking of going to war, and I know this is your first year with the Giants, but these experiences with the Dodgers, has this uh, fostered a, a good hatred of the Dodgers yet for you? <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, with with it being uh, so publicized and so, you know, it, it's everywhere around you, uh, you definitely feel that rivalry. Um, I actually know a lot of guys over there, so uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't use the word hatred. But, um, you know, I can I – can, Attribute it to, uh, you know, a good division rival like St. Louis and Chicago. I was part of that one. Um, you know, this is this is definitely uh, another another level up, uh, especially when you get, you know, both teams playing so well. Um, but it's it's definitely been fun. There's there's definitely uh, the rivalry aspect there, and, and I look forward to uh, continuing that as we go go along here. So you know, a lot of the guys over there, they're all bitter, awful people, right? uh not not in my experience but you know uh sure for if you want to spin it that way yes you didn't hear it from me just that's that's how i imagine it in my mind and so i i'd like to go with that if it's okay you know i i grew up i grew up with the boston uh with the boston new york uh rivalry and you know that's what i thought i always thought every yankee player was like the worst person on earth Well, then I then I got in the business and I go, oh, okay, they're they're actually just uh, you know they're just like me. Okay, quick pause to tell you about our sponsor, T-Mobile, one of our favorite partners because of how relevant they are to Giants fans. Because you're never far from McCovey Cove when you've got America's largest and fastest 5G network. In other words, T-Mobile is your ticket to the game, whether you're home or away. The Giants are big league. Why don't you come on up and join them? Switch to T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. Fastest 5G by Open Signal Awards based on average speeds in USA 5G Experience Report January 2021. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now back to Inside Giant Moments. 
Next up, a new face who's also a familiar face at the same time. Tony Watson wasn't gone for long, and the Giants are thrilled to have him back. Chris Bryant got all the trade deadline attention, but Watson has also been a huge addition. We talked about what it was like to get that call to come back to his former stomping grounds and what helped him find his old groove as soon as he arrived. We have to start uh, by welcoming him back. Welcome back, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the podcast first. It's uh, good to be back. Good to uh, see all the familiar faces. It's been a couple weeks now, but uh, it's good to be in familiar territory. Anytime you get traded, it's always a little tough logistically and blending in with the new team, meeting the new guys, but... uh, you know, getting traded to a familiar territory and familiar faces and people that you've uh, had relationships in the past always uh, makes it a lot easier. So, and first place is a nice, uh, nice little bonus as well. Right. Yeah. Well, and I want to get into all of that, but uh, I have to start with uh, Mr. Zero Point Zero Zero ERA. Like, what, what's going on here? What, what's been the key since <laughs> since you rejoined? Oh man, I hope you didn't jinx it. But, I know. Uh, I know. I thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. I feel like I, I, my stuff has been playing up, uh, you know, especially since the All-Star break. Um, even down in Anaheim, I, I felt stronger as the year was going on. And, um, you know, just coming over here and, um, you know, just trying to do my thing. It's kind of nice to, like I touched on, to have some familiarity, um, you know, speak the same language, I guess you could say, as uh, – you know the catch, the pitching staff and the catchers and work being able to work with Buster in the past and um, there's no real uh, hiccup in in what we're trying to do. Um, he knows me, I know him, and and then Kirk Casale has been great too. Um, you know he's got me through uh, the tenth inning the other day. Um, you know third day in a row didn't have my best stuff, and for him to be able to guide me through that and um, you know be able to look back there and trust him in a, in a big situation with the. Uh, a runner on second rule and all that stuff going on. It uh, means a lot. And then, um, yeah, just feel like my stuff's been playing up and um, going out there with a lot of confidence and trying to get out. I mean, this bullpen's been great. The pitching stuff's been great all year. So I'm just trying to do my part and blend in and, um, you know, go out there and throw up zeros. Take us through the day the trade went down. And what was your reaction? Uh, yeah, shocked. I would say it was the biggest one. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was out to eat, uh, you know, with my family. And, uh, you know, we had a night game in Anaheim down there. And went out to eat, had some lunch with the kids and wife. And um, I think everybody in baseball kind of knows that it's the deadline day. But, you know, some guys are tuned into it. Uh, others aren't. Teams that are, you know, in the hunt are, are looking to add. And, and teams that are out of it, you know, might be moving some uh, expiring contracts or, um, you know, there might be a deal in place for, for a team to add a, a team from the, a guy from a team that's out of it. And we were kind of in the middle there. We were a 500 team and we had some injuries to some really, really good players. Um, Mike Trout was down. He's right. kind of a big piece to the angels. Uh, you know, Anthony Rendon had just gone down. Um, some, some, just some unfortunate luck down there. And, um, but my name hadn't really surfaced and I really wasn't really, um, thinking that I was going to get moved. I've been moved before. I got moved in 2017 to the, from Pittsburgh to L.A., but I kind of had a hunch that was going to be a thing that was going to happen. I didn't know where, but kind of had an idea that, uh, you know, going to be a free agent and our team was out of it. And, um, yeah, it had been 
some chatter leading up to the deadline that maybe I was going to get moved. But this year there was nothing. I mean, it was pretty much dead. Um, I was giving some of the other guys in, in the clubhouse a hard time about packing their stuff up because they were probably going to be probably be moved and, <laughs> and moving on. And uh, lo and behold, I was the one that got moved. So <laughs> I guess it's karma. Uh, but it, it all worked out. I mean, we were out, like I said, we were out to lunch and it's, general manager gave me a call and said we made a trade and I guess I didn't even have it on my radar that I was going to get moved so I said oh who got you know and he said well we moved you to San Francisco and I was like oh wow all right um and immediately I was with my family so it was pretty cool everybody was really excited uh you know I think my wife heard him in the background on the on the on the phone and heard him say San Francisco so she was really excited and um you know, we figured out the logistics pretty quick and, and being able to know um, people in the clubhouse, uh, travel people. And only being six hours away, we weren't, we weren't crossing time zones. Uh, we didn't need to, uh, you know, ship our stuff all the way across the country. So it made it a lot easier with the transition and the, and the move and could just fit right in and go play ball. So, you've you, you've used the word logistics twice, and, I, and I've always wondered about this because this is something uh, to which pretty much nobody else in the world can relate, where you're just like doing your job and then they call you and go, by the way, we, we just sent you to go do the same job in a completely different city. W- what is that like? Like, how does that register and what gets kicked into motion the minute it happens? Yeah, it's very unique. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to put into... Um, words, just how much stuff, um, I think, I think it's a lot easier if you don't have kids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a five, we have a five and a six year old. So we've got, uh, you know, we've got stuff all over the house. As you can imagine, we've got toys and we've got, uh, clothes and we're just, uh, trying to figure stuff out. And they were about to head back to, we live in Florida in the off season. So they were about to head back to, to kindergarten and first grade here in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, they, their plans got changed real quick too. So um, it, was, it was different. Um, but like I said, only being so close, we've learned to to kind of downsize our pack and, and what we're bringing for the season. And um, just because it makes it a lot easier when, when we're going out and when we're coming home to, uh, to not have a bunch of stuff that we don't need. Um, but yeah, we, we figured it out. We, my wife was a trooper. We, we pretty much, Closed in with the uh, with the angels and went into the there and, and cleaned out the locker and, and said our goodbyes and then started packing the house and uh, you know a couple of days later the car came and got picked up um, shipped some boxes um, around the country and luckily we were on the road so um, you know when when my wife met us up here in uh, San Francisco all the boxes are here waiting for us and we just kind of unpacked and and settled in and. And started our life up here in San Francisco. So like nothing, nothing, nothing changed. But uh, it's a lot easier said than done. I will say that there were some hectic moments, and um, just trying to trying to meet deadlines and uh, you know get to the UPS store before five before it closes, or uh, make make the time before the uh, car shipping guy gets there. But uh, we've been through it before, and uh, we kind of knew what to expect. So. We're here, we're settled in, and everybody's excited, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, that was your first American League experience, though, by the way. How did you like your time with the Angels? How would you characterize it? What was it like to be a teammate with Shohei Otani? Well, well, what's this year been like before now? 
Yeah, so first year in the American League, um, obviously a different game with the DH. Um, you know, there's not a hole in the lineup at the bottom. You don't have to worry about, oh, did we just clear the starting pitcher spot? Or, um, you know, there's runners at second and third, and it's a big moment. We're going to have to pull the starter here and pinch hit for him. It's it's pretty seamless. It's, uh, you know, you go out and you, you get your outs and you play baseball. And, um, you know, it was a lot different uh, strategically just watching the lineup flow and the flow of the game. Um, but I, I enjoyed it because as a pitcher, especially as a reliever, um, you're not worried about, oh, are we, you know, we got to get moving around here. I might bit you might pinch hit for the pitcher here. Or, um, you know, you don't, you don't look at any of that. You just look at the pitch count and the starting pitchers at 90 pitches. Oh, this try to be his last inning. He's looking strong, but we're not trying to clear a spot and, um, you know, if you go out there and pitch, um, you, you, you keep your pitch count tidy, you're going to go out there and, and try to eat up another inning as well. So it was kind of fun in that regard because I was going one plus uh, or, or over multiple innings. Maybe you get one one inning of work, three outs, but it might be spread across, you know, two two innings of work where you're getting, um, you know, your lefties and, and maybe a righty, and then you go back out and face two more lefties, and then, you know, the skipper comes out and pulls you for a righty. Just different strategy and um, different different game. Um, with the DH, the lineups are a little bit longer but um, and, and a little bit different to navigate through. But um, I enjoy the National League game, and it's something that I've always been in. So uh, it's nice to go back in familiar territory. But, uh, yeah, and like you said, with Shohei, when Shohei's pitching, we play a National League game in the AL. So yeah. the pitcher hits uh, right. sometimes lead off, which is different. <laughs> and sometimes in the two holes. So I think his first start, uh, you know, I knew about him, but I didn't really know what kind of talent he was. And then I think it was first the White Sox, the first series of the year, he pitched maybe the third or fourth game. He was pitching, he hit two hole. Uh, you know, so he finished his warm up pitches in the bullpen, went out through the first inning, you know, probably hit 98 miles an hour, I think, on a fastball. Um, had a strikeout, and then he hits second. You know, he's up second. He hits like a, a ball in the gap, like 115 miles an hour. Just ridiculous. And then he'll second, and he's out there pitching the second inning with uh, slide marks on his uniform like he's a little league kid. Like, it's like it's like an American Legion ball. And, uh, you know, he's out there. He'll throw seven innings, punch out ten, and then, you know, we need his bat in the lineup because if we lose his bat, it's, uh, you know, once he's done pitching, he's he's out of the game. So he sometimes would head to right field, which was unique. And then, you know, his spot might be coming up and you need to meet him for one more at bat and pop a big homer. But uh, it's truly a unique experience. Every night he pitches, he's doing something different, uh, something that you've never seen before. And, um, I'm really glad that I got to be his teammate. Great guy, great human being, great teammate. Always has a, a smile on his face, and um, you know, one a really, really hard worker. I just, uh, you know, telling the guys in here, it's it's really impressive to see his daily daily routine and what he does. Um, you know, how much uh, he's into everything that he does, every throw he does, every swing he takes. He wants to know the measurements and how hard each each ball was, and he's got a range, and everything's very analytical. And there's a reason he's having success, and it's because he's all fully invested in his career and in his season. And, um, you know, it's really cool to see and really special. And I just hope that he can finish the year healthy and, and do it again next year because it's, 
really is a treat for everybody in baseball to be able to see what he's doing. Yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So uh, you weren't gone from the Giants for long, but I definitely want to ask you, this team that, that you've rejoined does have some new faces, certainly some new dynamics. Uh, how would you compare this team to the one you left not that long ago? Well, I, I mean, the thing that sticks up right away, and I think everybody around the league talks about it, is how deep, um, you know, the pitching and the hitting is. Position players, um, the matchups that we're able to, to exploit. Throughout the game, I think every manager in baseball envies Kapler's lineup card because he's got literally every every line change um, taken care of. Um, and, and preparing on the other side, trying to face them, it's like, you know, these guys are – you might see your lefty-lefty matchup, but don't expect to see any lefties. They're going to be all righties when you get in there. And, and that's how it is, and that's that's been their product of success. And it's, uh, I think it's really cool to see how everybody's adapted and, and been able to, um, you know, change their, their perception on, uh, you know, how, how this thing operates and, and adapt to the roles of, you know, you might come in and, and be a late-inning switch or um, everybody's just kind of accepted what what needs to be done of them on that night. And um, and I think that's what makes this thing tick. And uh, there are no egos. It's everybody's going out there and we're just trying to uh, go out and win a game and, and have the confidence that, uh, you know, the front office and cap and the staff are, are putting everybody in a really good position to succeed. And, um so far, the results have been great. It's been a lot of fun. The clubhouse has been great. Join any first place team, I think everybody will say the chemistry's you know through the roof, and this is definitely um, you know through the roof. This is a, a close close team, and everybody gets along, and everybody's having fun. But I think it's uh, also needs to be said there is a business side of this. Like everybody's everybody's showing up, um, you know, knows what needs to be done that day, and and is doing their work. Um, you know, nobody's taking this thing lightly and everybody shows up every day ready to go and knows what needs to be done and, and puts their head down and gets it done. And, and then we go out and shake hands at the end of the night and it's a good day. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's, uh, really, I mean, I've only been gone, gone four or five months, but, right. uh, a lot of, a lot of familiar faces, but I think just everybody accepting, um, you know, their role and, and doing their role to, to the best they can that night is, is the biggest thing we got going for us. You know, I, I wonder how rare that is or, or, or how a team achieves that. Because as you said, you got a lot of guys who are performing at a high level and, and in a competitive business. Everybody's going to want theirs. But we hear this from everyone we talk to all year long, that it's just a, it's a group of people that have accepted you know, I might only get one at bat tonight. I might only get two. I might not get any, even though my batting average is 300 or, or whatever. So is how hard is that to find in baseball? And, and what's your perspective on how the Giants did it? Uh, it's very hard to find. And, it, and, you know, you talk about the night in, night out, but it's also, you know, there's this roster is so deep that we got guys down in AAA that are coming up and down that, you know, on a lot of other teams and organizations, they'd be in the big leagues, and, and they're totally fine accepting that, and they know that, you know, it's all for the best of the team and the organization, and um, it's been really cool to see um, everybody just set it aside. I don't I don't particularly know how far Han and Scott did it, but they, they targeted the right guys in the right mindset to create a culture, and um, and that culture is in place, and, um, and I think it's really unique and really cool and something that everybody's always chasing, but... 
um, we have it. And, um, you know, I think everybody's trying to hold on to it as long as they can. And, and hopefully it, uh, you know, blossoms into this, uh, you know, hoisting the World Series trophy at the end of the year. Um, also, on your arrival, uh, one of the first things you wanted to do was uh, was reach out to, to Dwayne Kuyper, which I think touched a lot of Giants fans um, with what he's going through. What what um, what sort of led to that, and and why was it important to you to to do what you did? Yeah, I reached out to Kuyper. Uh, I guess I didn't know it was uh, maybe Kuyper touched on it, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to say hi. Uh, Knew he was going through some stuff, but I, I, I always got along well with Kipe in, in the last three years that I was here. And enjoyed his conversations. He's a great baseball man and a really good announcer with Kruk. And um, always just enjoyed small talking. But, uh, yeah, just he was good to my family. Always good to Cassie and the kids. And heard he was going through some tough times, so I just wanted to say hi and reach out. And ended up uh, seeing him on the field walking in, so – we chatted, has had some laughs, and he looked great and looked strong. And, uh, you know, we were—I was just happy to see him at the field. Wanted to just, you know, be normal for for a little bit and and say hi. And you know he's going through a tough time, but he's uh, he's got a great outlook on it. And um, you know, some of the sometimes these things, uh, you know, as they go through uh, the baseball season, and he's he's doing what he's doing. It's, uh, it can be tough, but, uh, for him to have the energy to show up at the ballpark, uh, really put a smile on my face. And then we were joking a little bit and had a nice, had a nice conversation at the field and, you know, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it was, it felt normal and everything was good. And he's at the park announcing games and everything's uh, normal. So it's, uh, just wanted to say hi, reach out. So I was thinking about him and, uh, see how he was doing. And, and then we ended up having a normal conversation and it ended up being a, even better. So uh, always good to see Kipe and see him at the field and doing the broadcast, especially after last year with the COVID stuff and didn't get to see him cross and they had the different tiers and whatnot. So it's almost been uh, two full years. Uh, you're used to seeing those guys on the field or in the clubhouse or on the road. And uh, things have been a little different, obviously, but uh, making the best that we can and he's doing the best that he can. So it's, uh, you know, just one of those things where I want to say hi and, and, and catch up. And, uh, you know, it ended up, uh, it ended up being great. And he's, uh, he's a good man. So, uh, I'm glad I got to catch up with him. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Um, and, and it's been awesome, uh, as we mentioned to see the, the, the way that you've pitched since you've rejoined the team, I think it's easy for the outside perspective to look at your numbers and the way you've performed and say, wow, this trade must've revitalized, Tony Watson is—is is that how you see it, or or is there more to it? I—I uh, I don't think it revitalized. I think uh, you know, I—I I think I was feeling good before the trade. Um, you know, I can't can never say, oh, you know, I would have done this down in Anaheim. Um, I think everything obviously ticks up, especially mentally. Of you know, I'm at where I'm at in my career, knowing uh, that we have the playoffs inside. We're in a division race, and we've been in these things before. Where, you know, we're playing, you know, every game matters. Um, this thing's going to come down to the last day. And, um, I've been in, in teams where it literally came down to the last day and, um, you know, the last game. And, you know, you got to tune up the focus and tune up the men- mentals and the physicals and uh, go out there and, and make sure every, every pitch counts. And, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if it revitalized me, but it's it's just fun to be in these, in these uh, moments and in these parts of the season. 
um, you know, there's a lot of other teams that uh, really, really wish that we could be, they could be in our spot right now. And, um, you know, September, non-meaningful September baseball, just, uh, you know, there's, there's not a very good vibe to that thing. And, and we're, we're able to play some meaningful games in August and September and, and hopefully get into October and do some damage. And, and that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, only, you know, six to eight teams a year can say that. So we're one of them and we're lucky and I feel fortunate to be, to be able to uh, be on one and, and get traded over to one. So I'm just trying to make the best of it. Uh, with all of that success, uh, this won't surprise you, I don't think, but, but Gabe Kapler has certainly turned a corner in terms of the way he's viewed by a Giants fan base that was still going through a feeling out process as we entered into uh, the pandemic. I wonder what you see in, in year two. Is he is he the same guy, the same manager, or is, is there a little bit uh, more to it now? Uh, yeah, I mean, Cap for me is, is really impressive because he's, you know, Steady, steady Eddie every day. He's the same guy every day. And uh, as a manager of a, of a club where there's going to be a lot of ups and downs and a roller coaster of a season every six months, seven months, and, you know, there's so many variables, injuries, um, which we've certainly been hit with, um, travel, COVID stuff going on. Um, there's just so many, so many distractions going on. And, and Cap has been a, a constant. Last year, he was the same way. He's, uh, you know, like a rock in the, in the clubhouse. And I feel like as a manager, that's what you need to be. And he's put, uh, put everybody in position to succeed. And uh, like I said, he's got a, a really nice lineup card to work with. So that, that always helps. But uh, yeah, for me, it's, uh, you know, he's a great man to talk to. Um, puts his, put, excuse me, puts his players in positions to go out there and have success. And, and uh, you know, he's a, on top of all that, he's an outstanding communicator. So, um, I don't think you could ask for much more. Um, you know, if you got the communication down and you got the, uh, you know, the steadiness uh, to guide the ship through through the six seven months that it is, um, I think you're going to have success. So, I think it's a win win, and uh, you know, just glad that he's our manager and he's out there uh, making the moves for us. Uh, you said it a few minutes ago. Obviously, with a record like this, the goal is the World Series. You you are one of the guys, and there's a handful. Uh, who have World Series experience on on this roster, the 2017 Dodgers who went, and you were a part of that. Uh, how does this team compare to that team? Yeah, it's a little di- it's a little different for me because when I got traded over to the Dodgers team, we were, I think, 40 or 50 games above 500. The division wasn't even close. So it was almost like these two months we were – the last two months, we were almost treating like a spring training, lining up for everything for October. This is a, this is different. With the we're in a race uh, with the Dodgers and in other teams as well. To for you know home field and, and division and whatnot, you can get into all that stuff. But uh, the biggest thing we got, I think, like you said, is experience. There's some sneaky experience in there with guys that have played in the World Series. A lot of guys that have won World Series. Um, you know, obviously the Giants guys, but there's some guys, you know, Johnny Cueto won a World Series. Uh, Chris Bryant won a World Series. So there's guys that have a World Series experience, and, and I think that's kind of what everybody will look at as we go down the stretch. Guys that have been there, done that, and, and knows know what it takes each and every night. And uh, we've got a good young uh, nucleus of guys that will be tasting their first playoff experience, but uh, – you know, they've got all the confidence in the world and their abilities, and we do too, to, that they'll go out and, and be strong and, and just play the game. And, 
you know, I think um, if you want to compare that 2017 Dodgers team to what we have now, I just, I feel like we'd probably have better experience. Um, anytime you can be on the mound and look back and see Buster Posey in the crouch, uh, gives you a lot of confidence knowing that he's been in the finish line three times and, you know, I got Brandon Crawford uh, behind you. Um, you know, he's been there twice, done it, knows what it takes. And, you know, there's other guys as well that know what it takes. So I think we'll be fine down the stretch. And, uh, you know, a lot of veteran guys, but also uh, some young guys that uh, aren't, aren't afraid of the moment. And we blend well and go out there and just win games. Tony, great stuff and uh, great work out there on the mound as well. Above all, uh, welcome back to the Giants. Really fun to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a blast, and, uh, you know, glad to be here and really happy to be talking Giants baseball again. A lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening to Inside Giant Moments, presented by T-Mobile. Don't forget to give us a rating and a review, and share this episode with your friends and family. To make sure you never miss these exclusive conversations each week, subscribe and follow the Inside Giant Moments podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.